Hey, yo, welcome to the second episode of Adventures with Aggies Bouncing Around, brought to you by Coco's Coffee House. So today we're featuring Batuli Kamara. She's a UConn women's basketball alum. She currently plays professional basketball in Spain, and she's the founder of Women and Kids Empowerment, also called WAKE which is a nonprofit that's helping to teach kids and women about life skills and done through basketball, which is really cool. So please welcome Batuli. Batuli, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm good, I'm so excited you're here and I'm pumped to share your story as well. Um, but let's just start, can you give me some background, I guess who you are and what you do? Yes, my name is Batuli Kamara. I'm 24 years old. Um, I always wonder when that, that age will stop me from <laughs> saying that in my introduction. Um, but I'm a recent grad of University of Connecticut where I played basketball and also received my master's in sport management. I'm currently in Spain playing basketball professionally. And amongst all things that I love, I'm the founder and CEO of Women and Kids Empowerment, a nonprofit that works to educate, equip, and empower young girls through education, sport, and social entrepreneurship programming. That's Amazing. That's just boom, boom, boom. All the all the highlights that I want to talk about in your intro. So I love it. <laughs> um, cool. I guess let's start from the beginning. Can you kind of share some of your earliest memories playing basketball? Yes. Some of my earliest memories playing basketball were just on the pickup court. I feel like it was such a unique part of my upbringing and made such a difference in my life, being able to build community and build sisterhood. And that was where I had my introduction to the sport. And from there, when I first started playing on my middle school basketball team, which is an all boys team, to my first AU team, uh, the Riverside Hawks, with my mentor and coach at that time, and still my mentor today, Shanae Jones. And it was just a transformative experience. And I fell in love with the game through sisterhood. And as I said, community and just feeling really a part of something bigger than myself. And those are my earliest memories and they have shaped the way I look at sports today. Definitely. I think that kind of community and stuff is definitely what has kept everybody together in the last year and all the craziness and stuff that's happened. I think that's such a huge part um, of the sports industry that's unique to sports, having the the teamwork and the discipline and the community that you're talking about. So I love that. I love it. Um, awesome. Let's go to UConn. So why, why UConn? I guess, how did you end up there? God. <laughs> no, UConn was an absolute dream school of mine. When I first started playing basketball, I really looked up to mine more. And above all else, I love the culture that they created there and the amazing players that came from there and the work that they did after they left UConn was what impressed me the most. And so throughout my you know, college decision and process, it was an absolute pleasure and honor to be recruited by UConn and then to go there for the past four years and to to learn and to grow so much, but it was consistently that first in that journey to UConn at a young age to when my time there and choosing that school, which was the culture and the legacy and the amazing women um, who had been at that program. And of course, the amazing coaches who are still there today. Awesome. Can you tell me some, some of your highlights, I guess, from your years there? I know lots of awesome things went down, um, but yeah, can you just give me a few of those? I would say a few highlights was having the freedom and the awakening moment when I went to Guinea, West Africa in 2017 to start my nonprofit organization, Women and Kids Empowerment. That was a really beautiful moment. And then to be able to come back to UConn and to see, you know, what we were fighting for and to be around amazing and incredible women, it really pushed me and motivated me to do more on and off the court. So that was a, a real highlight. And I feel like I can't talk about college 
or my life without that significant moment in my in my life. And the second would be there, there's just so many to name, but you think back to senior night, which is such a special night. It feels like a full circle moment where you experience it year after year. And then it's finally your moment to be celebrated, to be recognized, but also to say to your class and to your, to the fans, like we did it, we um, were here. It's such a special moment and, and a moment that I'll never forget being able to share with my family, my coaches and teammates and the fans. Definitely, definitely. I love that. People talk about the senior night. It's always in the movies, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting, but I guess being able to experience that is so cool. So awesome. Um, great. I want to kind of move into wake, um, mm-hmm. but let's talk about just the power of sport and community impact first. I know you speak about this a lot. That's how I found you and how we met. Um, but people like throw that around a lot, right? Like the power of sport what does, I don't know what that means. You know, like I, I already kind of talked about it, but right now I'm taking this class at NYU called how basketball can save the world. Crazy class. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, wow. that's talking about that class. Yes. Please, <laughs> <come on. laughs> Let's do it. But it's so cool how, like, we're talking about specifically basketball, but also just in general, um, sport like saves the world, you know, and does all this crazy things for so many people of all different walks of life. Um, so can you just kind of tell me what you take, like, this phrase, the power of sport to mean? I've been trying to break that down for a long time. And for me, the power of sport is that sport is a unifier, is a bridge, and it's the power of play. What do you learn without words? You know, so often we have conversations or, you know, these debates, but it's just the power to come together on a court and have a shared moment and a shared experience and this openness and this willingness to learn about the other person you're playing with or against. Um, and it's just, it, it's, it's sport is one of those things that, like I said, I'm here in Spain, I don't speak Spanish, but it has no language. You know, it's just this synergy and this element that you can come together. And so I think that's the power of sport. It's about breaking down barriers that, that don't need words, you know, that are just through shared experience and that human, like humanizes us in such a beautiful way that I think nothing else does and connects us um, in so many different ways. And, and so that's what I think the power of sport is. I think it's fluid, I think it's changing, but I think it is something that is so powerful and something that we're all still trying to grasp because it's just, it's so incredible. Definitely, I can tell you've been thinking about that. Like just based on your yes, answer, I, I know you can. I know you have. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> more well versed than I am when it comes to this question. I'm trying to figure it out, but we'll see. But um, that's so cool. Let's talk about how you put all of those into Wake. Um, so I guess can you just start by giving us kind of the mission and the goals and what Wake is? Right. So our mission, we're a U.S.-based nonprofit, but we work out of Guinea and the, the U.S. and New York City specifically. And we work to educate, equip, and empower young girls through sport, education, and social entrepreneurship skills. And a lot of people usually ask me why that social entrepreneurship aspect, because we constantly talk about, you know, the power of sport, but also the power of transferable skills that you gain through sport. And what better way to utilize that than through business? And I think uh, sport teaches you how to negotiate. It teaches you how to problem solve in so many different ways. And it teaches you how to be resilient and, and to just connect with various people. And I think that is exactly what business is today. And you're doing that on the court every single day. And so that's why it's a huge key and an aspect for us in our organization. And through that time, we were initially global. And so we did camps throughout India, France, and Guinea, and, and in the U.S. And now, again, based more in Guinea and the U.S 
Elias and working to build out more day-to-day -day programming through an after-school setting. And right now we're working on our first capital projects, which is to build courts in Guinea and safe spaces for kids to come play, learn, and grow. Again, still trying to get to that day-to-day -day basis instead of being annual. That's so cool. Lots of things. Lots of things are happening until you have lots of projects going on and stuff. Um, but I guess backtracking a bit, what was the motivation? Like, how did you know this is what you wanted to do? I feel like there's always that quote you see on Instagram or Twitter, and it's like, what would your younger self say? You know, write a letter to your younger self. What would you tell yourself? And for me, it was about going inside of myself and saying how much of a community it took to get me here. Like I mentioned, my mentor, Shanae, uh, my high school basketball coach, so many different people really poured themselves into me to allow me to get here today. And I said, if I had the opportunity, I would do the same. And once I went to Guinea, it was made clear to me. It was like I was looking into myself, you know, mirrors and windows effect of these young girls saying, I want to be better than you. I can be better than you, but I need resources. I need access and I need opportunities to fight for my dream. And that's real because I know if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I know what sport has awarded me and how it has changed the trajectory of my life to date. And that I'm still living proof of that. And that's what kept me going. That's what compelled me to start it. Um, I would literally go to sleep and I was like, something has to happen because sport is amazing. And I see these young women who are fierce and who are way better than me at, than I was at that age. And they deserve an act, they deserve access, they deserve resources, and they, they deserve opportunities to fight for their dreams. Um, and that's literally what's kept me going for the past four years. <laughs> that's incredible. I can feel the drive, like just hearing you speak. I love hearing you speak, first of all. And I love that you use these quotes and stuff. Like I the people talk about quotes, they throw them around and everything, which I'm also going to ask you a little bit later. Um, kind of the advice. That were, yes, I know you do. I love it. Um, but I guess the kind of a follow up to that is what are you working to empower these women and children to do? Right. Like I know you were talking about business and entrepreneurship and stuff. Do you have like, I don't know, the success stories or something like that? Like what have they been able to do so far with your program? Um, and how do you tell them to do it? I guess, how do you put them out there to work on their skills? That is a great question. And, you know, the more I, I love, I love that word empower, but the more I think about it, young kids all over the world are empowered and they just need the access and the resource and opportunities to live out their dreams. And so one success story, one of my favorite stories um, that really inspired me to start with was a girl named B2. And um, she, she, came to the gym during the first day of camp and she had a large red cooler overhead and a beautiful dress and you know flip-flops and she was dribbling up and down the court and um we, we later found out that she would sell the items in the cooler and have to leave early and come back and today she no longer sells and she's been a part of the program and she's attending school full-time she's developing in her game and blossoming as an amazing young leader and a woman is more vocal and you start to see a child come alive and come into themselves and you can see that and, and through sport and that day-to-day -day interaction but it but it takes building the community and it takes saying we support you through it all through your good days through your bad days um and support is not always you know you got to pound it back sometimes it's, it's tough love but you get that through sport but you also get that reassurance that we're in this together and that children never feel alone in their journey so that's an amazing success story one that I that I keep thinking about and, and want so much more for her as she was one of the girls who said I'm better than you and I think you are you are and you deserve the opportunity to fight for your dreams every single day in these spaces definitely definitely that's an awesome story I'm still kind of like soaking it in I guess but um that's 
it's so cool like so cool how that the little things you know like she was selling mm-hmm. and now she's part of this awesome program that you've built um that's incredible and i love it but um i guess can you kind of talk about those projects that you're working on now and how your group and the people involved are helping whether it's building these courts like you're talking about um and just what are you focusing on right now at the moment, uh, as I mentioned, during as I was an undergrad and going to Guinea in the summer and going back to school, it was more of an annual program that happened in the summer and through basketball camps. And now that I've graduated and have a bit more time and flexibility, my heart is to make it a day-to-day because it wasn't in the one-time you know, summer events or camps. It wasn't the day-to-day interactions that made me who I was. And just being able to award that to those kids is, is amazing. And, and in Guinea in particular, there are a need you know, for courts and for these safe spaces for kids to learn, grow, and develop. And that is our goal to provide them in two different locations where there's a, a huge um, demographic of kids and being able to provide these spaces for them and then provide them with full-time coaches to be there on the ground to provide that day-to-day interaction. And like I said, that's where you really, you know, begin to measure these success levels and see the development and growth of the kid. Uh, and the camps are, are important and we will continue to do that. But I think the day-to-day is just so crucial. For sure. Yeah, no, day-to-day, I think schedule and routine, like just things like that, they've become so much more important in this last year as well, just with everybody kind of stuck at home, depending on where they are and just trying to figure out what they can do and how they can help other people just from having that kind of regular schedule of things, which is, which is huge. And I think that's great that y'all are prioritizing that. Um, but just a few more kind of, I, I guess, not random questions, but just questions that I've been wanting to ask you for a while. But um, you already mentioned this as well, but what is your why? I guess this is just another way of asking, like, why did you start Wake and how is it going and stuff? But um, I don't know how I would answer this question. So I guess it's unfair to ask you because I'm not sure what my why is. But um, yeah, what's what's your why? You know, I was recently asked this and I had a, I'm so thankful that I, in my heart, I feel like I had a why before Wake and Wake was a manifestation of the why. And, And through that, I have always, from a young age, I always say as a first generation, I grew up learning history lessons instead of fun facts. Life was real very early, growing up in New York, taking the train, um, you know, as my first generation mother tell me of stories of, of those who didn't have the same opportunities that, that I did and why it was so important for us to not take advantage of these opportunities. And so for me, my mission and my, my vision, I felt at such a young age was to empower young women. And so I, that's why I think back to the to sport and why I was drawn to sisterhood and community, because that was what it was about. It was about being a natural bridge and a connector and connecting communities to resources that were available to them, because that was what, what my story was. And so at a very young age, it felt like to empower young women, um, you know, through education and through sport, but to really really create spaces for them to dream. I think at its core, because for me, I just know that first moment or that first you know, flicker of hope and what that has propelled me to do. And then the community that I've had. So I think those two things just really create spaces for women to dream. And then on the back end, create resources for them to step into their limitless potential and then you know, work to fight for those dreams. Definitely. I. I love Wake. I want to be involved. I want to. I want to jump in. You are. Everyone is a part of the family. You are a part of the Wake family. <laughs> amazing, amazing. No, it's so cool. I I love the passion as well. Like I can just tell from 
hearing you speak now and your website and just things like I can see how much passion there is, not just from you, but from everybody involved, uh, which is a community that you're talking about now, which is so cool. But um, the, the family, I love it. I love it so much. Um, awesome. Okay, just a couple more for you. But um, I do want to ask you, this might be a hard question, probably harder than I had anticipated, but what is your favorite quote? Like, do you have one that you kind of live by um, and think about a lot? I know I do. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And I have so many favorite quotes that it's kind of a hard question, but recently it is, I feel very anchored to, I stand as one, but I come as 10,000. I feel like when I hear that quote, it moves me, you know, because I just have this visual representation of when I'm stepping into a room, when I'm nervous, when I'm scared, or I feel like I'm not enough. Um, I remember my girls. I remember all the communities that I represent. And I remember I'm 10,000 strong in this moment. And my angel said it. And it was just, I remember when I, the first time I heard it, I was like, this is, this is something, this is something different. <laughs> um, because when we talk about the power of sport and sport being unifying the bridge, I, I think it's being 10,000 strong of the intersections as a black, as a Muslim, you know, the first generation woman and being able to bring all of that onto a court. And then when you look at people that way and you look at a court, you're like, this is the most diverse um, thing in the world. And where else can you find this at one time um, with this level of synergy? So I love that quote. I stand as one, but I come as 10,000. And that gives me confidence that, um, you know, sets my soul on fire and it keeps me going because it, it's, it's for them. It's for them more than it is for me in, in any sense, in any shape, form. Definitely. I think I think all women in sport need to know that quote and think about it. And love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. It's true. I was hoping you would say that one. I know I've heard you say that before. I love it. He's <laughs> not predictable. <laughs> oh, no, I just, I mean, I can tell the first time I heard you say it, I was like, yeah, you really feel that one. Like, I love it. I love how passionate and like how true it is too. Um, awesome. Okay. So I have to ask you about Spain and you're in Spain right now. Um, how's this going for you? Or I don't know, I, how's the whole experience been? It has been amazing. And I do want to share more of it. It has been a cultural awakening. It's, it's a place I've never been. And I'm here now for seven months and you learn so much about people and you learn about yourself and to be on a team where people are from Poland, from Russia, from Venezuela, from the Bahamas, it's just such a diverse team. And it has been an amazing experience traveling, learning more about people and, and playing the game that I love. It's something that every day I wake up and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is the experience of a lifetime. That's so cool so cool i want to i want to have that one day but that sounds awesome um, the you mentioned the language before but how has that been trying to get adjusted and things i don't know I, i'm not fluent in spanish i could probably strike up a conversation if i had to but um i couldn't imagine trying to play basketball in spanish <laughs> so how's that yeah it's it's not easy it's not easy but i'm so thankful that on my team my coaches and some of my teammates speak english so that has been very very uh Great. That's been great because I know some people on teams who don't have that opportunity and no one on their team speaks English. So they, they learn a bit quicker. And I'm actually thankful that I took Spanish in middle school and high school. And that has really carried me through <laughs> into a deeper understanding. And again, growing up in New York City, a huge melting pot, you're, you're hearing so many different languages every single day. And so 
for me, it has been a, a great adjustment. I'm, I feel like I'm picking up the language quickly. My teammates might not say so, but I am. I think so. <laughs> That's what matters. <laughs> um, but but it has been it has been great so far. And then the language is, is so fun and so fluid. And, and when you see the language mixed in with culture, it just makes it so much more beautiful. Definitely. I will say when I visited Spain, I was so thankful for those years I took in middle school and high school, just like you're saying. Yes. I can, I don't know what everyone is saying all the time, but I could kind of get a gist, you know, and yeah. it does make a difference. But um, cool, I guess just to wrap up, I end all of my shows on advice. You've given plenty of advice so far, um, but what is this, we were talking about this earlier as well, but what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? I, I would always say to my younger self is start with what you have because you have enough. And I feel like, especially as women, we often come from a, a weak, you know, standpoint and point of view. And it's start from strength based. You have everything you need. You have the resources. You are smart enough to seek them out and, and to, to tap into them and, and to ask questions. And I would say, you know, start with what you have because the passion will drive through and everything else will, will come into place. You know, if your heart is in the right place and, and you want to do it for the right reasons, start with what you have because that's enough. And even with weight, there are so many moments where I was like, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't know this. I don't know that. Do I have these hard skills? Do I have these soft skills? And I had an amazing, uh, an amazing mentor who just said, start, just start, just begin. And, and how many times do we know that's the hardest part, you know, and when you just do it and you watch the cards unfold, things usually happen even better than planned. And, and that's always amazing and, and super rewarding. Definitely. The just start. All you need is the push, you know, the push. Just do it. Jump do in, it. figure it out. <laughs> but, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so wrapping up here, but how can people find you and wake and how can they get involved? Yes. So we are on everything. So, <laughs> but please, uh, at the moment, please visit our website at uh, www.wake-academy.org. And we're also running a crowdfunding campaign. You can find that on our LinkedIn, um, whether that's just Women and Kids Empowerment. And on our Instagram, that's at Wake, Women and Kids Empowerment. You can search that in the search engine. And for myself, at Tooley, T-O-O-L-Y-Y-Y. And you'll definitely be able to see everything that we're doing there and follow. And, and please, if you feel compelled when you're listening to this, be a part of the family, you know, join. We are here with open arms and really excited about all the work that's going to happen. I'm excited too. I'm so excited. I love all that you're doing. Um, but Batuli, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story and the all the awesome stuff that you're working on right now. But I'm super thankful for your time and I can't wait to put it out there. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for sharing your story, Batuli. I'm super excited and I'm going to link everything below to contact Batuli and get involved with Wake. Stay tuned for our last episode of Adventures with Aggies bouncing around with Larry Williams, also known as Bone Collector. He's going to share his story about training with amazing athletes, including LeBron, Kobe, James Harden, and so many more, and why he does it, what his motivation is, and what drives him. So stay tuned for Friday. Mm -hmm.